Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, comic books, and gigantic crossovers. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined by the rest of my plucked from time and space and multiverse heroes of the hour. John Moltz is here. Hi, John. Hi, Dan. I'm very excited about this episode because near sometime near the end, there's going to be a big flash of light, and um, I'll get my new uniform. Ooh, oh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I want to know what it looks like. Guy English is also here. Hello, Guy. I am the uh, Commander Riker that is being plucked out of time from a universe where the Borg are running riot over everything. Whoa, is Riker in crisis? Because I am. I'm a little hectic. He should be. I would believe it. Yeah, I I would believe it. He should be. Why not? Big Beardo Riker. He just comes in and sits in a chair at the DEO. I honestly think think Shrakes would be up for it. If it, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, but we are first here to discuss Arrow Season 8, Episode 7, entitled Purgatory. And if you want to know what this episode's about, it's there. It's in the title. It's Does Purgatory about... mean anything in Chinese? Uh, <laughs> Does it work both it ways? Actually, it means... Yeah, actually, the little-known fact, Lian Yu is actually a pierogi in Chinese, but the writers, oh, the writers got it wrong all those years ago, and now it's I'm been hungry. too There's awkward. There's a lot to, of embarrassing yeah. tattoos in the Arrow writer's room for, like, with the yeah. Chinese characters, and they just, nah, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. A tattoo with a dumpling or a pierogi seems... I'm, I could I be convinced want, that that's Oliver, a good idea. I just Oliver want dumplings now. <laughs> Oliver has no rag rats about his life. <laughs> all right well i am on the chopping block this week as it were i'll get there (laughs) oh no did you plan that no i was just the words just come out sometimes (laughs) yeah uh so i'm going to be doing the recap uh we get so we start off with a um a overview of the greatest hits of the island of lian yu the boat the cave, the plane, the graves, the Deathstroke mask, all of which I assume are things that were plucked from previous like seasons establishing shots because there's no way they rebuilt those sets. No. Except for the graves, because no. they use that. Um, but that's just a bunch of things in, a, in the woods. It's just some sticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. That's fine. Uh, the, I'm not even convinced that, that uh, the lid that goes down into the Argus oh, yeah, the hatch. prison, I think that's just a place... Yeah, with a, with a hatch where in they it. shoot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It was used in like I don't think that's a prop. It looks too intentional, too built. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's the uh, same one from um, Lost. It's the same one they used for the hatch. Oh yeah, sure. Oh maybe. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, the kids are here. They were abducted by Argus Island agents. Lila is also here. Marnivu needs to build them a weapon on this island because there are wacky energy spikes happening, which is also how they explain that the island is no longer blown up. They can't stop Crisis, but maybe this weapon will make sure that they survive. Uh, Oliver has a chat with Mia and William while uh, Dig goes down and talks to Lila angry about the secrets and doesn't believe um, why she's listening to Marnavu, who he is still convinced is evil, but she says it's on faith. She, tell, she tells, retells that story about Afghanistan and says that Marnavu uh, appeared and said that he rescued her and then showed them their future wiped away, so she's doing this to protect her family. Dinah, Renee, and Roy are flying No in. mention of Sarah, by the way. True. No. No mention of baby Sarah. No. Yeah. Uh, Dinah, no. Renee, and Roy are flying in on a plane. Apparently, Dinah can fly. Um, <laughs> they make a comment about they it. They at least hang a lantern yeah, on that. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, they're they're in for a smooth landing, or are they? <laughs> it's all going to be a blue, blue skies from here on. That was Wait a, a uh, yeah. That was a heck of a, a lantern hung on that one because we're all sitting there going like, why would you say that? <laughs> um, they get shot down by a missile. And here I had my brief moment of like, wait a second. Were they the plane that crashed? Is this some sort of weird time travel <laughs> oh, thing? Yeah, yeah. I was very confused for a second. But no, I thought it was too. Yeah. yeah, there's a missile. It hits the plane. Uh, back in the base camp, they're going to divide and conquer. Uh, the Deagle family will head out to find the survivors while Oliver uh, and Laurel will go look for the plutonium. And Mia stays behind because she's a little testy with Oliver. Uh, and Oliver points out, someone needs to protect William. <laughs> she's like, I don't need to protect it. <laughs> Ouch. Okay, fair. Um, uh, Oliver and Laurel have a little talk about, you know, Oliver not being willing to sort of have the hard conversation with his kids. And Laurel says the line that we all want to say to Oliver sometimes, Oliver, don't be an idiot. <laughs> Uh, and talks about Mia idolizing her, and he's just Oliver's not having it. He's like, I need to make sure there's a world for my kids, etc. Uh, meanwhile, me and William have a conversation as well that includes discussing sort of you know uh, the subtext of why Mia is upset uh, about this whole thing while William is trying to big build this device. Uh, Lila, Dig, and Connor are looking for the survivors, and Connor lets slip that Lila and Dig co-founded Nightwatch which he briefly makes an allusion to maybe he wasn't supposed to tell them because of time travel rules, and Dig waves it away by saying, yeah, the timeline's totally different now anyways. Um, Dig is still upset about Mar Novu, which Lila is trying to convince him on, but they're interrupted as Renee and Dinah stumbled out, stumble out. Renee's injured, and Roy is missing. Uh, Oliver locates the plutonium and turns around to find that somebody has Laurel. It's a deathstroke, but it's not our deathstroke. Uh, it's Billy Wintergreen, and we are our good old friend Fires is back with his commandos. What's going on? Aren't they dead? <laughs> Ghosts! Uh, Oliver fights, shoots a bunch of them, then goes after Fires, and is surprised when an arrow comes at him, shot by none other than Yao Fei. Yao Fei's you will alive. Be visited, you'll be visited by two and a half ghosts. <laughs> two and a half ghosts is the worst Charlie Sheen sitcom. Um, the Wait, can we just... <laughs> He catches the arrow. Yeah, he does catch I just, the arrow. I feel like I need to call that out every time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. an awesome catch. It's going to the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, a little loose. On and, yeah, and yet he gets captured in a net. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but Yelfei's yeah. explanation, like he was going to shoot him like he did the first time to protect him. Like that was going right towards his head. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> a horrible. Like, he he shot him in the leg. He knew what was happening. Uh, no, he, he shot him through the chest the first time. Uh, when, oh, was it through the chest? It was like yeah, the like a little over the heart kind of yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. 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 Uh, Oliver was like, how many people are there? How many ghosts? And Yelfei says, it's only those of us that were with you from the beginning, which is entirely true but close enough um uh they uh, dig and crew find roy but his arm is pinned by a landing gear and they don't have time to get him out before a the plane explodes b they're attacked by commandos and probably some other stuff too um <laughs> wild dogs yeah exactly they can't dig him out so the only <laughs> option might be to amputate uh dinah finds laurel who explains what happened roy volunteers to have his arm cut off uh even i at this point was like uh in this moment where connor's like i've got a med kit no problem <laughs> like what <laughs> med kit do you have <laughs> he's got a med kit with a big and machete, machete yeah 
Uh, he's he's got a open machete, which is, that's not a med kit. That's how you get through the brush. Those are different, different kids. I hope you sterilize the out of that. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, He, probably my favorite line of the episode, even as dark as it was, was Roy asking, am I going to feel it? Which Connor replied, probably. (laughs) You think? Uh, He hacks off Roy's arm. Um, Yao Fei and Oliver find Fires' camp. It's abandoned, and they're caught in uh, Ewok net traps. Uh, Oliver insists yeah. he will try to cut himself out, and Yao Fei's like, dude, it's <laughs> there's steel wires. And basically, they have a long <laughs> chat about uh, Oliver being stubborn, stubborn and trying to go things alone. Uh, Mia wants to... I do like that Like his spider sense is good enough and accurate enough to catch an arrow, but not... Find a net. Like, let's walk into the middle yeah. of a camp and just... This isn't a dodgeball wrench situation here, is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In fairness, it happened to Luke, too. He also got that's true, and he's wrapped got, he's up a, in a net. He's so. a freaking Jedi, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mia wants Things to go happen. after Ollie, but everybody is trying to convince her that they need to stay together. Um, and he, back, Yaofei thinks Oliver hasn't changed, and he tries to point out that he really needs to say goodbye to his kids um they have a little talk about their uh uh the, their, their first meeting where yafei told him to survive and uh, oliver points out he can't survive anymore because his fate is written uh and yafei has some touching words about you know remembering people and people remembering you and you continue to live on etc etc uh oliver seems to come to terms with it so yafei burns through the net with a compass and a knife <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm going to allow it. <laughs> and well, I like that. So my read on that was that he'd quietly been doing that the entire time. He does say patience is the important part. Yeah. yeah like, like he just managed to open up his compass and it was just holding it there. And Ollie didn't put two and two together. That, and so he was going at burn, it with a knife. You can burn metal. Well, that was well, part of That part was a rope. This, there was a rope, but it was attached to metal. Oh, that's clearly okay. 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 I thought it. I thought it was rope intertwined with metal. This I put in way too much consideration about. I mean, there's gods <laughs> going on and like you know, plasma like, waves brought, destroying planets. People back to life, and they didn't explain <laughs> yeah. that at all. So. all I know, but I'm. So, I'm not worried about this it, entire episode. Got, is a vertigo like <laughs> hallucination? Yeah, does not make just, it doesn't make sense at all and yet i was weirdly fascinated on like do they make rope with like wires in it like that yeah i guess <laughs> maybe i don't yeah. know anyways dig goes to talk to roy because he feels guilty about dragging roy into all of this but roy would rather be here than alone and all the heroes have to make sacrifices fires and his men surround where oliver and everybody's uh, or uh, where everybody's held up william is finishing the device but they still need to blah 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 do some stuff uh, powering up the device they believe will kill the ghosts because it's drawing on the same energy from the island that has brought them back. Oliver reappears. I'm here to join the team. Suit up! And so we have a big uh, fight, fight, fight scene as they try to buy time for them to finish the device. They turn it on, but it fizzles. It turns out it requires a specific DNA code, which they assume is Oliver's, so they call him back. Uh, Oliver just needs to pick it up, but it doesn't work because it's not him. It's Lila. I don't know i have so many questions about this one why did they assume yeah. it was oliver's was it close to lila's for some reason was it <laughs> well oliver's number one on the call sheet that's what it is and yeah, you'd, it yeah. Is. You'd, you'd think but i like that also yeah. william says ah wait it's not yours it's lila's first of all you should have known that in the first place right second if place, there was some way you yeah. could check maybe you should have yeah. checked second of all right. how do you know it's Lila? like you have her dna just sitting there like oh i just scanned everybody's dna it's yours yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, I, i'm it's i am sure that if we went back into the Berlantiverse at some point somebody has scanned her dna for some reason she works at our they again they brought dead people back to life and <laughs> right. did not explain that at all <laughs> anyways right. so they yeah. uh, dig- wait 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 what i do like about that is that uh as they are withdrawing from the battle in order to get all these dna back uh 
Dick goes with him. Yes, he does. He has his six. For no, just like escort mission, I guess. I don't know. It's like, whatever. We're a pair and now there's, we're retreating. It's, there's that scene. Yeah, there's that scene where they sort of stand there and they're turned around looking at everybody fighting. And it's like, it's like man, I love this job. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's exactly the feeling I got. Well, it's the buddy. I got a little it's, regret, like... I got like a little bit of a taste of like, oh, we shouldn't be leaving them. But like, all I'm looking at is Yao Fei fighting Deathstroke wannabe Billy Winnegreen. And I'm like, you know what? Pretty cool job. <laughs> nice yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it to be, you know, like it's the buddy system, you know, just don't, don't go in alone. All right. Always have a buddy. Also, <laughs> right. some of those shots yeah, yeah. felt to me very much uh, homages to shots from season one, as much of this is. So. Uh, right. There was like a shot of like an arrow blowing up behind like a Humvee or something. I was like, I feel like they use that shot in season yeah. one. Anyway. The the worst the worst part about that whole thing was just lining up in front of a guy in front of about thirty guys with machine guns. <laughs> yeah, that's and running that, and then bad. running at Don't. them and somehow none of them get hit. Well, yeah, no, ghosts. the Ewoks had better plans. Like, come on. <laughs> They're all ghosts. Um yeah. So, uh, Lila takes the weapon or takes the, the, the sphere and Deagle asks, Does this mean you're the weapon? No one knows. The team is losing. Uh, Lila picks it up. All the ghosts disappear, and she says, I have to go. And then she walks into a portal without a goodbye. Well, that solved that problem. Uh, Lila had organized a rescue boat before everything, so they're all going home. Ollie thanks Renee and Dinah, who are like, this seems like a goodbye. And he's like, no, it's everything's totally fine. Um, Roy and Oliver have a little chat down in the Argus facility where Oliver uh, tries to apologize again, but Roy's not having it. William shows up and tries to give Roy the hosen because that's how he found him on the, the island in the first place. But Roy's like, now nah, everything's changed. I don't need any more. Uh, Oliver and William have, you know, a heart to heart. They're so proud of each other. They get a hug. Uh, Ollie goes to see Dig and asks him to figure out how to get the kids back to 2040 before crisis happens and to tell Felicity that he doesn't want Mia and William separated. They should grow up with each other. Hugs all around. Uh, before he goes, Oliver goes to the gravesite and Mia comes to find him. Oliver explains that the island was important to, you know, him becoming some, someone else, something else, um, <laughs> and says there's, there's no green arrow stories to tell without Lian Yu, even though he's still kind of angry, but he ensures that, uh, even though his stories are coming to an end, he's sure Mia will have lots of great stories to tell. Wow. <laughs> Subtext. Cause he reads yeah. variety. Yeah, too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Is he is he an executive producer on that show? Because that's I don't that's know. a funny meta drop of like <laughs> speaking of multiverses. I'm sure you'll have six or seven of your own seasons to tell stories. You know what I mean? uh, yeah. But before they can go anywhere, the sky turns red. There's a flash of light, and Lila appears in her Harbinger uniform. Crisis has begun. And in our little postscript, the same clip that was shown on Supergirl, Batwoman, and The Flash this week is uh, Nash Wells opening the door to where the monitor hangs out. Is that your hall monitor? Do you want to do a little hall monitor? Yeah, well, just, yeah. I mean, so I didn't see this week's Batwoman. That's the only one I didn't see. I can confirm, though. I saw that. Yeah, so it's the other, yeah, the, the other shows all use that same ending, except for Black Lightning, which just, as far as, actually, unless the, unless that got cut off fast, but I don't think, I don't think that ending was on the end of Black Lightning. Because I think he's coming in different to this. Like, these guys all start out at the beginning, and then I, you know, based on some of the, you know, spoiler alert, um, the previews flash goes and sort of recruits them i do want to ask this is not I, I guess this is not specifically arrow related but before we go there the um the symbols on the door 
I feel like look like abstract versions of some of the hero logos. So yeah, they're definitely that. I can't figure out what, what, all yeah, of them. I don't I know can, all of them. Either. I can get I can get Flash and Green Arrow, but uh, I can't I think figure Canary, out any of the other ones. I don't. Think. I think Canary is one of them. There's one that looks kind of like a bird, um, okay. and then there's one that looked. Oh, shoot, now I'm forgetting which other one it was. Anyways, um, I did see something in the. Um, in the crisis preview, maybe we should save this for Super Sweet, but I did something in the crisis preview about how there are like seven heroes from across the multiverse, which makes yeah. me wonder if that's a key to which seven those are. Anyway, back to this week's episode. Uh, we've had a lot of love letters this season. This one is clearly a love letter to the, uh, I, I, I want to call it season one, but also it's just, it's the flashbacks from season one. Um, yeah. And, yeah. you know. Yeah, which is cool. I, I dig it. I yeah. like the idea. I, in fact, I thought I really did uh, when Yafei showed up, at least. Uh, like when Fire sh- showed up, I believed, okay, we had some ghost thing. But when Yafei showed up, I thought that they may be doing an interleaved story fitting in between season one. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, like, like it, future it, Ollie's there and they're interacting with him in a way that like uh, Ollie at the time didn't know, but somehow it it worked out because neither of those characters are we we get that much screen time with you could i was theorizing in that five minutes uh write out a story where they are aware that like there's weird really weird stuff happening on the island including a future version of oliver queen right well i mean both of them yeah, know but, they're dead <laughs> right and yeah they yeah so yeah. Uh, but i see where you're going that, that was it yeah knowing that you're dead was be yeah it was the giveaway <laughs> but uh, yeah i still wanted it to be a little bit more intricately interwoven yeah mm-hmm. maybe because i i hold season one in such high esteem that uh i don't know like if you'd been able to knit something into the fabric of that i would have been all for it i do like uh-huh. that it's it's a chance for even though we have been back to lee and you a bunch of times in the show seeing oliver here at the end does provide a nice parallel to the beginning and and seeing him as a much older version uh of the you know 12 years i think they point out right like that's it's kind of cool to watch you know see some of the evolution i wish in some ways it's one of the few places so far in the season that i wish we had a little more time to let that sit and breathe and do something a little more intrigued with it rather than running around trying to build a MacGuffin. but yeah yeah don't don't get me wrong I loved it. I loved, I mean, I love this love letter to season one. I, I, or to the flashback specifically. I really did. But, uh, I don't know. I guess I just wanted something more intricate. But in the space of what, 42 minutes? You can't do that. Yeah. Like they, uh, like, like we said, half of the things in this episode do not make any sense. Why are the ghosts there? The island has energy? What is that? Like, what? None of it makes sense. And we keep moving through these character beats, which is what I think we need and we want. And uh, it's very compressed. Uh, and I think necessarily so. Uh, I like the ideas. I think I would have preferred a, a more intricate well, explanation yeah. of the, yeah. or investigation but, but. of those ideas, you know? I mean, that's that's the problem with this season overall. And I say problem in only the lightest of senses, like trying it's to limit, not a trying, problem, trying right? to, yeah, Different. trying to do double duty yeah. both in finishing out the show and setting up crisis is uh, it's a lot to juggle. Right. And like, I think they've done a nice job of interweaving those for the most part. Um, but it, it, there yeah. are some places where you're going to have to, you know, make some sacrifices, right? Like of like things if you if you had the time to do an entire season that was the last season and then have a separate thing that set up crisis you would obviously get a lot more time to build in more references. So, or just like t- 
tie it together nicer, right? But they have to do both. And so they're doing the best with that constraint. And I think they're doing pretty well, all things considered. They yeah. do a nice job of balancing it. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was fun to watch that. I mean, everything from the missile shooting down the plane, which felt like, you know, a nice little callback uh, to all the locations, like the Argus prison, you know, we get to see that and all that jazz. So like I think I think it was it was a fun, interesting little combination of all those things. I also I felt like uh, I'm Maybe I'm imagining it, but it seemed like Stephen Amell was doing his younger Oliver voice a little bit. And I didn't wasn't like, was that like a reflex or did they <laughs> do that consciously uh, in order to sort of remind you of the first season? I, I didn't pick up on that. The flashbacks. I could see I, that. Wait, did you catch it when he was doing it with his children? I don't know. Oh, it just he, seemed like no, he, he did it. He like, did it. He was just doing high pitched, you know, younger, like a little bit younger Oliver. He 100 percent did it. Older Oliver. He 100% did it when he was caught in the cage with Yao Fei. And he's like, you know, making fun of me is not going to make this go any faster. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it was just super whiny. And I love that because he's reverting yeah. back to, like, right. his relationship with I, him. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you're still the master and I'm still the idiot. And, <laughs> and Ollie, fine. I will say Stephen Amell like, does have a – he does a great job of doing voice modulation from, you yeah. know, in different scenes mm-hmm. and having different pitches to his yeah. voice. He really yeah. pays a lot of attention to that. So I, I wholeheartedly yeah. believe that. Yeah. yeah, I think he's. I mean, I was going to say secretly, but I think he's secretly a really good actor. Uh, <laughs> which, and I don't mean that to be. I don't mean that to be a negative thing, but uh, I, you know, I think a the character I of Ollie. I don't, and, think and, it's, I don't think it's a secret um, because. Well, <laughs> I think if reason, you. But the th- the thing that it's um the thing that covers is is it up sometimes is just this show, <laughs> right? That's wait. So that's what. It, so here's the thing. That's what I mean. He was in this. He was in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. I think he had an episode or two on Hunk or something. Like, yeah, th- he's he's an actually I believe a really good actor. I think that it's limited by the expressions of the character on the show, not necessarily the writing, although the writing is also confined by the way that the show is uh, sort of constructed. Mm-hmm. And also, what's his name? Casey blah, blah, Jones on Teenage Mutant. Like, he's, he's a little typecast, but I think he's just a good actor. I think he can be a really good actor. And uh, if he wanted to get out of the show and then gave it another year, I think that's great i think well, he's yeah. probably got some interesting stuff to do in the future and i'm i'm looking forward to seeing I, it i agree with you because i think i mean you know he's had to carry this show for eight years right like he is the star yeah. he's the number one on the call sheet as he said and like that means yeah. a lot of weight is put on you and we spend more time with him than we do anybody else on the show and i think if he weren't a good actor you know we w- yeah. we would have checked out a long time ago uh oh yeah so aid there's that but also he's he's a he's got to be super professional sure yeah i mean and I, I would basically i would give you know. similar despite my my disputes with that show i would give similar uh accolades to grant gustin over on the flash as well i think you know he's oh yeah he's a really yeah. soft, like and and this thing you know, i don't know if we'll talk about this elsewhere but i will say the last week's episode and i sent you guys a link to this but he did a really great job on last week's episode of the flash i have to say i was really impressed i found myself as i was watching that episode thinking to myself this guy's really good. I really wish they gave him more time to like not, you know, not yeah. hit the same two notes basically. But yeah, he's a good, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with Oliver, right? Like we see a lot, spend a lot of time with him being the jerk uh, because that's kind of his persona. And like, I would, you know, I, I think he is capable of more than that, but you know, this is the job. Oh, yeah, for this sure. is what he's doing. He's doing, he's doing what the, what the job demands of him and he's doing it well. 
Well, so one of the things that, uh, because we're in season eight, I'll go recap, I don't know, an interview I read from season one, I think, was that, uh, I, I forget the quote, I forget the source, somebody can go Google it, I, I don't know. But uh, the notion was that uh, because he'd been working with John Barrowman, he talked to John Barrowman a lot about like what it's like to hold down a show and be uh, be a lead. Because Barrowman mm-hmm. had worked on uh, Torchwood, Torchwood. He, you know, he's had a, like a long career, but he, he held down Torchwood. And uh, to read that part of an interview that was kind of like a fluff interview about like the new superhero show, and to see him go into like he basically. If I remember correctly, it's been a while, but I remember him veering into this territory about uh, really respecting the work that and and being inquisitive about the work that it is to hold down a show. And here we are eight years later. And uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's worked so far, give give or take. But uh, (laughs) I don't know. Good job. I'm I'm. I guess I'm bringing this up to have this sort of closure that I think Ollie did near the end of this episode of like saying goodbye to a lot of the uh, characters and feelings that we had about the show. Cause we're about to go right into crisis. And then we've got what one episode after that, maybe Shoot, two, two, uh, one of them is the backdoor pilot though. So, you know, yeah. only half counts. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I was going to say, it makes me curious as to how many of these characters we will be seeing in crisis uh, because that, it, it kind of felt like the goodbye to Renee and Dinah was like, yeah, we won't be needing you guys for the next right, right. several we weeks. Too much, <laughs> too many characters to cover, and yeah, you're just yeah, you, <laughs> you're you don't you it. don't make the cut. Sorry, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, they could end game them where they're just running around in the background. Sure, doing, right, exactly. You know, yeah, right. I think yeah. that's not implausible, but um, right. yeah. So overall, uh, I mean, I think there. I really wanted to call out also um, Byron Mann returning as Yao Fei. Um, I love, love that. that I love that character. I love that yeah. actor. And it took me forever to realize, like he, when I saw him in other things, I was like, wait a second, that's the same guy because he has the fake beard and the really the mustache and everything. So like he's on the Expanse, yeah. and I was like, how is that the same guy? <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, he's great here. acting. He turns uh, out, yeah, acting and <laughs> yeah. acting and costuming. Um, yeah, yeah he's great. Uh, it, I always loved him in season one. And I'm glad that we get him here and he and Oliver get to have sort of that heart to heart. It's uh, it's kind of, it's delightful. It's a nice, again, a nice capper. Yeah. So here's what I did think about while watching the episode, but now that you've made me think about season one a little bit more, uh, where's shadow? That would have been nice. That would have been uh, nice. Because now that I think about it, uh, sort of just erased that character and made her a bit of a hoisin token. Furry Alfei, in a little way, you know. Yeah, like you've got these he people is that least, you care I mean, about. He's and- the first. He is the first person. He well, other than fires as goons who he fights. Right, he is the first person that he meets. I think it makes sense, and bringing back a romantic interest is difficult. And again, uh, so yeah. here's the thing: I do think that there's so much I'd like to explore in this episode that just got like it got vacuum sealed and then put into like a like an industrial crunching machine. <laughs> do they do they have those? I imagine there's a crunching machine somewhere. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It got really compacted into like a 42 minute thing, and I I have such a fondness for a lot of this era of Arrow that I would have liked a little bit more. Uh, we'll wait for the rating to see how I feel about it in general, though. Yeah, I I I think again 
there there are only so many things you can do because certainly there are plenty of other characters on the island to uh pick and choose from um i thought to myself like oh man no slade but i realized he's still alive so i guess that doesn't make any sense yeah (laughs) we brought back slade wait a second i'm just i'm just here i'm just here i just flew in i flew in to be on the island so that's the other thing i thought of when they all lined up against that army of people i'm like you know what the last time you did this it was just you and slade and you still murdered everybody, so you should be fine. You guys, but they're just ghosts. They're ghosts. Pick up the call. Pick up the call. Pick up the call. Pick up the phone and just call Slade. You know, it's fine. Uh, but yeah, they're ghosts. Was that it? They're not. They were undying. No, it was just like a. No, yeah. I don't think so. Don't, it was you know just what? like an endless. It was like a video game wave, right? There. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was just yeah, like right. a. It was like an endless level in a video game, yeah, right? Like these guys are going to keep coming until you solve the they problem. It's fine. Yeah. Um, any other larger thoughts before we get to rating? Oh, there's a couple. Of, well, there's a couple of things. Uh, well, maybe just one. But uh, oh, two two small things. Yeah. Um, there's there's almost a can we have the room? But it's yes. can we have the tent? Yep. <laughs> oh, that is in my notes too. It's uh, <laughs> with the goop mind. If I had a moment with my kids, yeah. which is like, <laughs> oh man, that's Ollie. That is one hundred percent Ollie after having attended a few PTA meetings. I was, gonna, I was gonna say it was very. It was a little like support groupish. Like ah yes, group yeah. with the group mind. Yeah, yeah. That that's Ollie with a like a Prius hatchback. That's yeah. it's awesome. I love it. I really do. I honestly love it because he's just grown to be a better person but you know um it's pretty funny and the uh the other thing was i didn't realize when did diggle's uniform get green in it it's been that way for a little while i think this season yeah. maybe we haven't seen him in it that much but like it's definitely had the green lights for a little while okay they used to be so wait, the green lights well, in the, the face the but lights, there's green yeah, the oh, lights the his actual like the leather of it has it's like, like dark green, green. It. Yeah, yeah i think that's yeah. been a season or two i don't know like they they okay. tweak it every year or so but i think they wanted mm-hmm. to more closely you know obviously identify him he's on brand he's yeah, on brand exactly. with the team yeah this is also one of the first times we've seen him lit. He was in a like a yeah, reasonably well lit tent. Yes, that's, that's what right. He's usually yeah. in the dark, so it's kind of hard to yeah. tell. Um, I, I was a little bit, I was a little bit annoyed by all the posturing, arguing, you know, the postured arguing about accepting fate and all, you know, just because they've been doing it for several episodes now. But um, but there is a nice moment and between Mia and uh, William where she's you know admits to her to the two of them that she wants Oliver to be around that she let herself get to the point where she was you know almost accepting that it would be that they could live that way going forward right. and then now she just has to realize that yeah I, I liked and, the interaction in general I, she's not my favorite character <laughs> yeah but that was a nice moment I mean yeah I I think I tend to like I I think Ben Lewis does a great job with William. And I think yeah. she is, uh, Catherine McNamara is, is fine as Mia, but like, I think it's just that they, I think it's the way, yeah, the way she's written. The character's her. written is very angry. Like that's her thing, right? Like yes. she is angry right. about being abandoned and that is kind of yep. always her, her MO. And so I'm kind of curious if the whole, if they manage to like rewrite the timeline and they're raised together, like if that will change yeah. the characters that they do for the, yeah, if she's a little, bit, and she, like she needs to be that way for you know <laughs> interaction reason you know to make a story in right this, in this show but when she's in her own you show, gotta flesh her out a little bit more yeah. like oliver you know i mean she's got other stuff right there. that's so the thing is that it's not that it's an angry young woman is is a problem it's that when we had like an angry young man in in oliver uh 
he was left to himself to brood with a voiceover and sculpt arrows and go hunt down one percenters who I forget what like uh, didn't like had poor fire didn't control in their, their buildings and like they well. It wasn't no, it wasn't the taxes. It was it was like people burning well, alive in their in their slum. He wasn't lords. angry like this, right? I mean, maybe he was angry on the inside, but he didn't have his like his dad wasn't there to complain to anymore, and what? he but didn't the, take anything out on. He didn't take it out on his mom really. But it's it's more like Thea from season one, and and I think sure. some of it is also just that it's the because she is a sort of you know hasn't been given the spotlight as much. It's like kind of a one note thing. Whereas all yes, of her exactly. was tempered yes. with like yes, he was angry, but he. You know, he was playing the role of being the, like, goofy playboy. Like, there were different yeah. aspects to his personality that softened it. If it had just right. been angry brooding Oliver 100% of the time, we would have also gotten sick of that. We were all yeah, being we a dick. That, we that's would exactly, still be reviewing this show. Yes. Exactly. Right. Right. No, we wouldn't be. That's exactly where I was going. Is that, yeah. like, they gave him space to be both uh, obviously upset about circumstance by himself while putting on a mask to be, like, I'm a friendly guy otherwise. Uh they haven't afforded Mia that, and that's not necessarily, I don't even think it's the fault of their writing uh, so much as just the limits of television well, she's like fulfilling, this. She's fulfilling a role right now. Right, and, exactly. You know, and right now yeah. the role needs to be like, okay, we and need her to be angry. It's supporting the other characters. How do, like, how do we see that she's angry at this point? Uh, I mean, telling people that she's angry all the time seems to be the yeah. way that they can fit it into the show with so much else happening. Right. Um, last season we got, uh, Oh my God, I'm going to forget her name. It's not Mirakuru because that's a drug. It's not, uh, Ollie's sister. Fia. M. Oh yeah. No. Uh, oh, Emiko. Emiko. Thank yeah. you. Uh, we got a better representation of this similar sort of idea with Emiko. Right. Yep. Last season, because they, they had time to draw it out. When you've got this few episodes and this much character to sort of uh, underscore, I I think by necessity you're gonna do a well to be to be honest and to frame it as maybe it should be uh, you're gonna do a comic book job of it right like yeah, you, you're right. gonna have a utility to the to each frame and each thing that you get to say because you don't have that many so yeah uh, all right shall we do a ritual. Yes. Guy. Um, despite having sort of, I don't know if I complained about it, but I had a lot of thoughts about it. Uh, it's, it's a strong riff for me. Uh, I loved season one. I liked the season one flashbacks even. Like they kind of made sense. They, they intertwined really, really well, which I think they did. Uh, they took up a level on season two, and then I think there was no more levels more to go up. And, you know, it, the the pattern maybe faltered. But the season one uh, flashbacks, while being brief, I don't know, even know if they added up to two or three episodes total running time, uh, were great. And I, I love seeing Fires back. Uh, I love seeing Bill of Wintergreen. Um, and while the circumstances did not make any sense at all, like none, not even a little bit, um, <laughs> At this point, I'm invested in the characters, and I want to see the characters and the actors do their best work. And I think that uh, we saw a lot of that, you know? I think we—it was nice. It, was this episode fan service? 100%. Am I a fan? Yes. So, thank you. I feel 
serviced. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> John! Before by, we by talk too much on that, let's move. <laughs> let's go to you. Uh, I am also giving it a biff, and there, yeah, there's. It's some of it's obviously is is kind of obvious in the way that it's presented because it, there is so much shorthand and it's even even if you get past the hey these ghosts are here and we don't really give you any deep explanation of why other than energy uh it's still uh, it's still g- great in what it accomplishes and yeah it's nice seeing those characters back and even apart from those two characters who come back it's it's there's good moments between a lot of the other characters as well and uh you know oliver and william continue to have great moments together and then this time like, like i said i think mia has some good really good moments as well so it all worked out quite well <laughs> Yeah, uh, I also will give this a biff to round that out. It, it, you know, it is a love letter to what started this show. And as such, you know, you can't be too surprised that we're going back to the roots to sort of wrap everything full circle. That's just the kind of yeah. narrative we're telling here. Um, yeah. And both, both like this, this show and Flash both did sort of these kind of setups, you know, where they, they, the characters all take a minute and sit around and talk about, you know... <laughs> their journey and because they know that something big is coming. And of course that's what shows up at the very end of the episode. Yeah. So I I think there's one, sorry, one last note about this particular episode is that, um, uh, each episode so far has been sort of a flashback to, or not a flashback, a a love letter to, uh, one part or one season. And, uh, we should have seen it coming that the love letter to the earliest that we ever met Oliver would be the episode immediately before crisis. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. it's kind of a crucible, right? Like it's the right. it's the this is what it's made the him defining who he was and yep. this is he needs to once again be made into that in order to face the coming crisis. I, I also wanted yep. to have one little other note uh that we didn't really talk about. We did talk about Roy's arm getting cut off, but we did not mention that that is an homage to that character in many different versions as is losing an arm including Young Justice. There's a version of Roy that has a robot arm, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. a, in the Arsenal character. And I guess in the comics, mm-hmm. too, I was looking up. He, there's also several comic storylines where he, he loses an arm for a while and has like a prosthetic yeah. or something. So that, I guess, yeah. we, again. I don't think you lose an arm for a while, but sure. He's got a prosthetic. <laughs> in comic arm. books, you can yeah. easily just lose I guess, an arm for a while. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, but, Flashpoint, um, uh, retcons, all that. Yeah, I will say, yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess you could lose your life for a while, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting, but it also points to, as John uh, Diggle, not John Maltz, uh, alludes to in the, in the show, that the timeline seems to definitely have changed. Because certainly future Roy was not missing an arm. So yeah. that's pretty right. definitive as far as right. things go. Yeah. Uh, and he also doesn't take the uh, hoisin sauce with him. Like he, you know, <laughs> he does a pretty. <laughs> right. That seems a little. The, all right. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, okay. So we rounded that out. Uh, we like it. And we're poised for crisis, which starts this coming Sunday. Uh, We'll talk a little bit at the end of the episode about what our plans are around that. But right now, we're going to move over and do some superhero sweep. 
And as we move into that, let me back up to uh, Hall Monitor again because I missed a, a point about Supergirl because Marnovu shows up and talks to Martian oh, Manhunter and yes. kind of you know recruits him into the whole thing, and then also stops and talks to Lex Luthor. Yes, and tells him that um, he, he can become the hero that he's always wanted to be. Yeah, Lex so. is sitting on the Monitor's little floating thing playing chess with himself with himself apparently um yeah <laughs> and then and says checkmate again as if that's some great accomplishment <laughs> he just says that every time just in case the monitor's about to come back <laughs> checkmate again no checkmate again. again uh yeah the john thing the john jones thing is interesting because like we saw that was sort of a hint at the end of last season that and like when i think we were supposed to feel very ambivalent about what marnu marnovu's motives are because he released john's john's brother from the phantom zone uh and who went on to become sort of a antagonist for part of this season right uh but has been redeemed and apparently all of that was sort of a test of of john jones is heroism so yeah yeah sure whatever (laughs) uh and of course the only thing that we really have do you do do you guys ever feel like these tests are like uh, writing out code on the whiteboard when you're interviewing for a job? Because uh, they don't do they that in my meant, line of work. To, they were never really meant to be implemented. Is that- yeah, it's just dumb. Like uh, here's here's a test that's super not applicable to anything that would ever ever yeah. happen. Right. Like, uh, right. What okay. if I brought your brother yeah. back from the Phantom Zone and he was evil? <laughs> What would you do yeah. then? You have five minutes, <laughs> and you're someone, and you're someone who has worked in this industry for 15 years, and right. should not really be tested in this way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I would try to get through to him. Is that what you're looking for? Uh, <laughs> where do you see yourself in seven seasons? Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, superhero, <laughs> superhero sweep time. Not skinning anybody alive. That's <laughs> definitely for sure. <laughs> skinning people and then not skinning people. Yeah. Uh, so crisis kicks off on Sunday. Um, we have basically been entirely teed up at this point. I'm kind of curious. They've released a trailer which shows off uh, some things, including uh, appearances by both Tom Welling and Kevin Conroy, which is kind of fun. I've been really looking forward to that aspect of it. Um, it feels a little less in the, the trailers anyway, like certainly a little less jovial than some of the past ones have seen. Like uh, some of the past ones, even if they've been like kind of dark, it's like look at the fun of getting all these people together this feels very you know grim. what do you know what i'd like to poke you in the eye about that because Me? one of the first ones was a rule was a a world run entirely by nazis and while that may not seem so dark to you now okay <laughs> that was not- i think it was prescient at the time yes but they so- won and that was great and it was still a celebration of the punch, punch the nazi in their face there's thing? like a, yeah. there's a okay. shot with 30 superheroes walking in slow-mo in a line come on that is true <laughs> that yeah yeah that is true i do take your point I just- um but yeah. I yeah, I can't tell, uh, you know, they, they've made big promises about like nothing will be the same or whatever. And it's like, I can't tell how much of that is just marketing BS and how much of it is we're actually going to see fundamental changes to these shows in some way or another. Or if it's just going to be another baby Sarah situation where it's like, look, we changed two things. It's all different now. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I think Mel is gone. I would imagine Black Lightning is uh, part of the universe. I think Kara would be part of the universe, too. I think they'll start integrating them more, uh, and it will open up the guest spots for more 
actors and more random wacky stuff to happen. I would like to see a lot of like, that. Why not but at this yeah. point? I mean, I assume know. it's mainly down to scheduling and money for the most part, but I have no idea how they structure those contracts. Like, we, we, you show up where we tell you to show up on whatever show we tell you to show up on. Done. Yeah. Here's the thing. What and and here's an actually uh, something interesting. Uh, how do they budget these shows? Are they no individual idea. budgets, or do they budget them as a group? I assume they budget them individually. I can't imagine. I they think would so budget too. Them but would not uh, just to <laughs> just Christ, no crisis on infinite earth budgets will never be the same. God, this is a boring show. Uh, okay, I'm about to turn it into your really boring oh, show. Hit me, hit the me. rebound. Um, <laughs> wow! Wow! God. Wow! Low blow. When, when right yeah uh you guys never have me on there anymore so here i am i'm i'm barging into your multi i'm barging into your multiverse and slapping you in the face with what about this uh in the early 90s microsoft bundled uh word excel and etc into office why can't the Berlantiverse or a subsection of it be bundled into uh a unique thing that um, are you suggesting it should be we'll, on we'll its, be a, its own streaming service, just like just the Arrowverse streaming service? Are we are we in no no of course no no I'm not I'm not spreadsheet spreadsheet sound yes no I'm not saying that I'm saying that like well if you could buy one show as a package and give that a budget well why can't you bundle five shows and be like well you can't buy them separately. I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's probably uh you know there's clearly a high degree of crossover. I don't know enough about how budgets work in TV. Uh, I assume, you know, every show has its own writing staff and produ- production staff and all that. And there's some stuff that is shared between them, clearly, because that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, you want to cut costs? Well, we have one crew that can film, you know, three different shows or something. Or parts of that crew can sort of be used interchangeably across shows. Um, I don't know how it works when coming, to, you know, when it comes to structuring talent deals. Um, you know, famously, I think the word on the street about the Marvel movies was that like Chris Evans had like a nine movie deal. Um, and yeah. I think he does which crossed appear which crossed movies. movies. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. Producing- including the, like there was some starring roles and some cameo roles yep. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I don't know if it's, but those, but those are all budget individually as opposed to a show which has to budget seasons. And then it, you can't it does, it's not the same you can't yeah I, I, I imagine there may be writers that be like look we get you for you know three or four crossover episodes a year or something like that right like you know this the crisis yeah. stuff when that comes up and they're doing crossovers i assume there's a certain amount of like we knew we were we were planning for this clearly like over a year ago um you know we we are making allowances so that our characters still appear but it also sometimes happens where like Certain characters only show up in X of those five episodes because other they're borrowing well, yeah. you know, episodes they appear in, etc. I don't know. I'm sure it's all very complicated but, for agents and lawyers, and no reason they couldn't change that other than it's the way it works right now. So wait, that's that's my exact point. Is yeah, that's the way it works right now. Uh, what if they change that? Which is is essentially what the bundling deal is, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. It could certainly. I, I'm. Yeah. I, I think you're. But the, the thing is, I, I, the point that I was actually going towards, and then forgot what I was going to say was, <laughs> was that they, if one of the shows isn't doing well, and they have to cancel it at some point, it kind of throws that whole that bundle yeah. into disarray. 
Right. Or do I they guess. assume it's a money printing yeah. machine and none of those shows will ever tank? Yeah, right. I mean. Right. Uh, like, to just keep using the boring one, like, Word is always going to print money. Well, Excel. And, and, well Excel. <laughs> I think Excel yeah, probably yeah. prints well, money. And we certainly but, you know. saw, we saw kind <laughs> of, like, hints of this, right? Like, Supergirl did not perform well enough on CBS, but it's fine for CW, right? So they, they just moved it over there. Uh, Constantine, mm. not the, quite the same setup, but, you know, he certainly reappeared. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. There will be, I'm sure there will come a point when superhero saturation means that these, some of these shows won't survive, but that's a really good point because you're talking about, uh, platform differentiation, right? Which we did not have with the example I was using, which we had a a flat platform, right? Like basically windows. Uh, so yeah, if, if things make if shows make certain sense on different networks, then you can't really create a bundle because you've got too much of a there's too many waves in the ocean. Right. I mean, and and if you had decided instead, like if we were in a slightly different situation where it's like we're going to move all these over to the streaming service, right? And we think we can sustain that there in the same way that Star Trek Discovery really bolstered a lot of CBS access is for like for success. Uh, uh, you could have done that, but now I think that's just too thorny with all the the fact that it's on broadcast networks, etc. Like right now, they're not in a situation. If it certainly suddenly turned out like, look, we have a devoted audience, but they're small, and so we think these shows have a better chance of surviving if they're behind a service that people have to pay for rather than on advertising supported TV. I could see that happen, but I don't think we're there at the moment. Yeah. So you don't think crisis as a narrative point is going to make a meaningful dis- uh, difference in the way these shows are run i i don't think so but i agree with your point about narrative that i think it will try to in the same way that the original crisis you know when the comics did is like let's resolve the fact that we have this huge multiverse and kind of mash everything up and say it's in the same sandbox now like that seems totally yeah. possible to me yeah. the problem with it becomes situations like we complained about in the early uh, episodes when Flash became a spinoff is like, why do you not just call Kara to, to solve all your problems or right. Barry, you know, whenever, and then, you know, you can, you can get away with plenty of reasons why, but like, uh, it, it makes it annoying, right? Because you have to at least explain a bunch of times, like, this is why I'm not calling all the super friends to deal with this problem. <laughs> so there's two things. A, I don't, I mean, that never happens in comic books. True. But like I mean, every it time it doesn't cost uh, anything to use a character in comic books. No, I know, but they still don't do it, right? Because it is True. a narrative about that that hero. Sure. Like every yeah. time, uh, um, I they, don't they know. go through like, the same things, but without the budgeting reasons. I mean, they go through the, the story, and you know, people right, are in charge it's more of certain important. characters, and then and you can't like I want to use you know I mean and then and I mean there's a lot of different things going on, but like they want to do something and they want something to dramatically happen to that character or the regular book is already doing something dramatic to that character. And it would make absolutely no sense for that character to be someplace else sure. when that's going yeah. on. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of non-monetary reasons why they don't like just splay them all across every book. Yeah. No, you're, right. You're like right. every, like every time killer croc shows up on the scene and Batman's in a bind, just why doesn't Superman Co- show up and just punch the guy why, in the face? No, because like, clearly the right man for that job is Aquaman. He's a crocodile. 
I, uh, okay, whatever. He's got a he's got a few front numbers. Aquaman or saltwater. Aquaman is so excited. He's like, oh my god, they never call me. They never call me. I am so excited. Bruce, oh, Bruce, he shows up. He's so he's so sorry because it's a fresh water. He's just like, so I, can't, I can't. There's nothing I can do. Yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, are you? Are I you love Ocean that. Man or Aquaman? It's all water. I, no, I'm sorry. I can't. It's a union thing. I would love that to be a like a Batman's broken back by Bane sort of moment where he called in he called in Aquaman and Aquaman could not help him because it was a saltwater thing rather than a freshwater thing. Jurisdiction. Yeah, he sorry. just he's like nah, sorry. I really Bruce. I'd it's really like right love to help you. State line. I would love to help you, man. But I, I got you know there's a whole thing was, with this. It was like, the one thing that Bruce did not know about fish was this was, was this crocodile saltwater or like I don't know. I just, no, you, you can't just knock him in the ocean. That's punch it. him as far as the ocean then i can take over that's no i can't even do it's you know i gotta call in people from like the, the lakes it's just a real thing <laughs> uh all right well we didn't solve anything about crisis but we will find out no. more when that kicks off next week and uh stay tuned we'll talk at the end of the episode about what our plans are for covering that which i said before but i'm saying it again in case you skip the recap because some people do that uh let's move on and have a quick discussion uh we saw our first uh post well, I don't even know how to refer to this. Our next Marvel movie, which is, I think, the first of Phase 4, yeah. uh, which is Black Widow, dropped a trailer uh, earlier this week. And so we got our first look at that, which is interesting. Uh, obviously, set sometime before the events of Infinity War, presumably, uh, since it's all about Natasha. Um, and you get a... You get a- shot of a young uh thunderbolt ross younger yes yes thunderbolt. i wonder like more more middle-aged than than in uh yeah like civil war yeah yeah um yeah interesting i don't really know what this movie is about and i'm i'm intrigued about that i love spy movies so if we're like leaning into that well i'm a fan so that, that establishing that initial shot is budapest right right yeah. so um and presumably the guy in the armor with the air, with the arrow with the bow is Hawkeye. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Do we know if he's is he officially in this? I did not see him in the listed in the IMDb page. Oh, they're um, going to keep that as but, a shock and reveal. Yeah, I think that's probably. What I it think is, it's you know? a bold yeah. move to um, <laughs> include two of your actors who are probably the most contentious people in the. <laughs> behind the scenes yeah. in the mcu uh, marvel well, fans don't maybe care that's why they're keeping it secret until the end yeah. no no i mean i sorry i say marvel fans don't care i mean i don't think that that's going to stop them getting no, a return on their investment for this no. movie at all both of those no. actors are very bankable characters or actors and guess what it's going to be fine uh while we may complain about specific uh Poor expressions, at least. Yeah. That uh, oh, Scarlett Johansson yeah. specifically has made. <laughs> uh, you know, nobody cares. People are going to give that money and they're going to go see the movie. And that's what I'm sorry to tell you. It's a business. So uh, I will confirm based on Wikipedia. I don't think this is a real big spoiler, but this takes place after Civil War, uh, which makes sense in terms of places to drop it oh good okay really because yeah. okay. that's when because he seemed he seemed like they they did that shot of him and i assumed that he was and youngened in that shot but i don't think i don't believe be she's flashback. not it yeah i think it's a yeah. flashback because she's not in that shot so yeah he does look and youngened 
and and which means Jeremy Renner could appear in a flashback. That's what they too. call. Yeah. That's what they call it. Yes. I. You know what? Uh, I'd, I'd like to say just John and me, but at this point, none of us would believe that unyoungened would be a thing. <laughs> would be a verb that ever came up. But it's accurate. It's good. And uh, what a what a world. This also marks the first of the MCU films to be directed solo by a woman. Um, yeah, which you know, tw- which seems twenty-four kind of movies okay. in, kind of ridiculous. About time. Uh, that gives me a little bit of hope. To be honest, uh, the trailer did not. But uh, yeah, uh, my wife didn't like the trailer really? either, and I did. And I, I'm trying I to figure out. I, yeah. I have two comments that I will say that uh, I wish they had done in the trailer, but with the recognition that the first trailer for Marvel movies is often cut very differently from yeah. subsequent trailers and this one clearly plays right. up the action uh and the intrigue uh things i right. missed i didn't think there was enough humor and i was a little disappointed that the one piece of humor in it is really kind of a it's a fat joke and i was like it's a fat did joke. you not yes. learn from the whole end game thing like that's yeah, not I, the way I, to go uh, yeah that, that bugged me too i did but there's the i like the you know which is not like a super joke line but um when she walks into the the apartment and she says, I know you're out there. And I say, I know you know I'm out Yes, there. yeah. No, I like that too. That was good. And it the, was John, which is, which John, is also like it's supposed John, to be John, you know they're sister, all super jokes. Her sort of sister or whatever, but it's a very, like, that's a very sibling thing to say. Like, yeah. I know what you're doing. I know you know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that dynamic. So that's funny, but I didn't. I, I, you know what? To be honest, I was expecting a little bit more Atomic Blonde than whatever the vibe I got from this movie, including well, so costume I, superheroes. Well, that's why I liked, I mean, I liked that fight scene between the two of them in the, uh, in the apartment. And that, yeah. that I was like, Oh, that's, that looks great. And then, and then it got super CGI after that. And I was like, less, well, it's a Marvel. It's still a Marvel. movie. Yeah. I mean, of course there's going to be some, but I mean, that's, that's the thing is like, you know, the Marvel movies have done a good job of often taking other genres and folding them in to create sort of a, uh, hybrid, and, you know, I'm thinking things like, you know, Ant-Man, which is like a heist movie, but it's still a Marvel movie, right? Like, even if we still have elements of that uh, that are, you know, hallmarks of that other genre, it's still melded with a superhero movie. And that's fine. I think for the most part, that actually works really well for them. Um, I'm curious about this. I, I, I want to I believe it's going to be good, but I, I agree with you that I like the smaller scale stuff a little bit better than the, the big explodey yeah. fights, but it's yeah. a Marvel movie. That's what it's going right. to be. Right. Yeah, but I don't think you need to make a Marvel movie a... Here's the thing. I think if you're saying what a Marvel movie is going to be, you are confining it to a space. And I, I admit that it's a broad space in terms of um, uh, what they tend to do, I, I think. And this is a very poorly thought out thesis. Uh, but welcome to the show um they 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 tend to take genres and uh co-opt them towards the marvel line right uh captain america uh civil uh, not civil war the second one winter soldier was winter soldier, uh yeah. you know that's a 70s drama like a political drama basically that got co-opted at the in the third act to be a like a marvel movie um I don't want to list them all. I think there's a fair number of them. I think think Black Panther. I think at at their best, they do that. At their best, they do that. Yeah. You can't, like, you know, Age of Ultron is not, like, 
co-opting anything other than no but that's the no 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 <laughs> other than avengers <laughs> so well, wait that that, that's point. a good point because i think black panther does the exact same thing i think black panther is an amazing movie and then there was uh, like a, a they have a smash em up uh but ultimately the smash em up is not resolved through smashing anybody up it is the conversation they end up having at the well, end but this this is uh, exactly this was exactly my point guy that's exactly what i was just saying about ant-man being like a heist movie mixed with a superhero movie but it, it's never going to excise the superhero part of the dna because right that's what that's what defines these movies i guess so i'm not necessarily asking so i particularly i don't find black widow a superhero character i guess that's what i'm saying yeah, I mean that's. I mean she's yeah, yeah. she is not a powered character, disagree. but she is uh, <laughs> fundamentally well. Okay, yes, I also team. disagree with myself because of course she's a superhero, but uh, the I don't need her dad to be wearing a Soviet like Captain Soviet costume or her sister to also be a super spy. I don't. I I think that's the character to us has always been alienated and uh unique and she's alienated even from um the organization that took her in and uh well trained her and abused her and turned her into what she was until ultimately that she was redeemed and you know i don't think a guy with a captain soviet mask on is necessarily gonna his actual name red something red guardian yeah Red Guardian, yeah. Red Guardian. Um, I mean, I, I'm so gonna I Cl- mean, like Captain Klondike is not going to help her. I don't I, well, think. But here's yeah. the thing. I mean, if that's what the what is compelling about that character, then that is the story that you're going to delve in and tell because tell because that's where the conflict in that character is. Sure. So that makes yeah. sense to me. I don't know. I mean, it, it will as always. It will be in the telling. I mean, I think there's a very good chance that any one of those people sitting at that table um, is like backstabbing her at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So, so that the alienation that you're talking about is is baked into the movie. Sure, I guess so. But I, I mean, I, I, I suppose maybe I've got a little bit of the uh, Star Wars uh, issue with it, which is uh, it. I don't. They don't need to all be related. Sure. Like I, I don't. I don't need. Captain Klondike to be related to the blonde Russian murder spy who is related to our spy. I don't think they're really related. I mean, I don't think they're genetically related. Oh, oh, you think it's like a, like a gathering of like an old spy family. Well, I no, I think that they kind of came up together like a makeshift family, like a family, but it's not an actual. Well, and and fundamentally most of that universe is about, that's not her biological sister. I mean, in her, it was like she didn't even know her father's name remember yeah i i think it's more it's echoing yeah. it's echoing the point of that character where so much of the uh the whole tenant one of the central themes of the marvel universe is the found family right like i think you're kind of going yeah, back to that right. well and saying like this was her found family okay. before she got to shield and the avengers oh and that's yeah. what she's saying both, at the beginning of, of the ad the characters yeah. both of the characters the women have different last names actually they all they all have all all three of them have different last names. Okay, I didn't catch that. I watched it once yeah. at the beginning of the ad. She's talking about a found family. Uh, obviously, this is her found super badass family. I get it. That sort of makes sense. I suppose for me, it's coming in somewhere between like Atomic Blonde and James Bond movie, which sounds great. If they can pull that yeah. off, I'm here right. for that. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, a little bit, I guess, but uh, I don't know what I was expecting. But it it was something with less superhero-y stuff in. Probably because the first introduction that we had to the character was pretty low-key in Iron Man 2. Yeah. And so the shots at the end were, like, Somehow she's flying through air and being a badass. We're a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that's the and that's the part that I'm less. You know, well, but yeah, yeah though, but but I, yeah, I think you, yeah. you, you take yeah. the. You, I hate to tell you, I'm probably going to go see this. Yeah, movie. I don't think. Oh yeah, not it's, it's, see don't it. get me wrong. I am going to go see this movie. <laughs> I just like at the beginning, it felt like a, a Jason Bourne movie. The way it was shot, certainly that fight scene with her quote unquote sister. Yeah was shot right. very much like a Jason Bourne movie. And then by the end, I was like, okay, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know how many more of these I can take. So. You're on the wrong show then. Yeah, I, yeah I, I wish they would tone it down a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm with you, but I, I think, my guess is that's not something that's going to happen in the franchise movies. I'll be interested to see if the TV shows on Disney Plus will take that approach in the same way I feel like The Mandalorian has taken that approach from Star Wars of like, let's things are a little smaller scale things are a little more confined to a single thread like it's a you know it's a smaller stage yeah. and i think there's different stories that you tell on a small stage the mandalorian is so this it's so well done and it's slow it's slow it's so slowly paced that uh you see him reload like he he disintegrates <laughs> people and then it's like okay i gotta reload and like it's it's deliberate it's considered and it is it's making the action a little bit more interesting than, you know, just blasting away like crazy. Right. Yeah. I think I'm kind of curious to see if they can take a similar approach with some of the Marvel Same. movies, but we'll find yeah, out. I'd love that. Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to hop over to letters page for a couple quick letters before we wrap up and they're both arrow related. So, Hey, stick around for that. Uh, all right. I have, Let's address a couple letters here. One is from uh, Reader Flash. Uh, even if his intentions are ultimately good, isn't the monitor kind of a dick? <laughs> yes. yes. Yep, we all agree on that. We started talking about the test thing, and I think that's completely, you know, that's what we were talking about in that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, segment, yeah. Yeah, Not, but here's the thing, uh, just to be clear. Uh, Ollie is a dick. We've been saying so for as long as we've been on the air well, yeah and look at look what he did to barry when they first you know, yeah <laughs> yeah how he tested barry he, like shot him in the back yeah yeah if Make anything him, there is a there's a very it's like a like a funhouse mirror yeah where, i was gonna say do you think the monitor yeah. has been sitting back somewhere watching on his like cosmic tv like eating popcorn and being like oh that's like, a good perfect. idea i should do that these people are just my kind of people yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yes, the answer is yes. Uh, Flash also comments his bedside manner sucks, but Lila makes a good Silver Surfer. Yeah, I think we're all agreed on yeah, that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Uh, right. I, you know what? I also particularly agree that it seems to go back to season one or two when we first met her. Uh, it predates the show, and in some ways, and I, I, I held off mentioning this earlier, but. Um, if you just redid the show, it compressed, I don't need to see the whole show again. But uh, from Lila's point of view, I'd watch. Sure. I think that that would be an interesting and weird take on everything that's going on. Because uh, Ollie ultimately is a goof for a lot of it until slowly coming to the point where he may be coaxed into doing the right thing 
in here's, order to here's the, the hook movies. it's done it's done like the office <laughs> yes <laughs> wow uh, john i gotta go talk to this guy <laughs> he shoots arrows <laughs> really arrows? oh my god <laughs> what year is it um john john you know we have too much time during the day we, we could do this like yeah we could actually but we can let's just write a, try a script for that we can't we, can't we, we actually could the, we can't even find the bible for time, for traveling, time dad. traveling dad yeah i know yeah well, it, it. it's not yeah. it's easy to misplace because it does travel through time itself so i know that's, that's the problem. true it, it's it, held, we know where it will be eventually um reader eric says and i think speaks to all of us here when he says man I kept hoping, hoping Biff Conklin was going to appear in this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I meant to mention that. Yeah, completely. I, was, <laughs> I had my fingers crossed, but I didn't, I didn't have high hopes. Just as a random henchman. Wait, weren't yeah. you yeah, like three but he's seasons a season later? Two Never guy. mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he's two seasons later. Three? He's in season, a, three. season four, my friend. Yeah, Do you know he what? Does, uh... Here's the thing. Who's that, who's that guy? The Duke? What was that guy's name? Oh, Count something? No, uh, Baron Ryder. Baron Ryder. Count Dooku. Same thing. <laughs> Count Dooku. <laughs> You're crossing the streams. They're, they're buddies. They used to... Do you know what? It, the funny thing is that uh, one, um, one life day, uh, Count Dooku <laughs> bought Baron Ryder a subscription to Us Magazine. And that's how, uh, that's how Baron Ryder understood who Ollie Queen was. Ah. Mm. yeah that's a good point uh nice. reader Eric continues even without him it was a good episode especially for roy and dig seems they're pushing the arrow babies off the stage with dig promising ollie he'll get them home guess they need space for the ogs and the crisis episodes i would not bet on that mia has featured heavily in the previews for crisis so she will almost certainly be there possibly uh connor and william too but i haven't seen them as heavily featured. i'm gonna guess as they're as they're traveling through time diggle just shoves the two of them out of like a portal and they land in in uh star city 2040 damn yeah. it he just sees it he sees it going by and he's like this is your exit <laughs> uh, i like i like that i love that time portals are set up like uh, subway stops yeah they're labeled come yeah. on you got for safety it's a whole yeah. osha thing um will roy get an arm from curtis Argus, the monitor. Open question. Yeah, we sure. said something about Argus, right? Yeah, he, he does said, say Argus. Yeah, I assume he'll get a robot arm. That seems plausible. Yeah, of course, yeah. and you know how I know it, that is that he did not look good with only one arm. Right, like it was. Right. So, he did not did not look good with one arm stuffed into his shirt. Yeah, or they did. His they back. did a horrible. It was they unclear. Did a, <laughs> they did a bad job of covering that up, which made me think it was like, okay, this is a one episode only thing. Just, they're not yeah, gonna. Right. We could. Yeah, we did not have the CGI. But yeah, they're, gonna, they're not they're, gonna solve this problem for. They're gonna one pull episode, an original so. Luke arm thing where it's like they show you with like the door open at one point, and then the rest of the time it's right. gonna look like an arm. <laughs> no one wants to. No one wants to build a robot arm prop. That's yeah. just too much work. Uh, all right, that is literally, I believe, all I have for letters this week. Oh wait, I have one more, but it's just a uh, uh, thank you for um, from Reader Stephen, who we uh, sent us an e- email about uh, a letter over the transom, a fax about uh, Biff appearing in Young Justice, um, and he was thanking us for uh, discussing it and also provided us with uh, some further evidence. So we'll have to review that. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll uh, get there. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, there's a lot of superhero TV out there now. <laughs> well, we're going to... And here's the, here's the fun thing. 
Watchmen is mind-blowingly good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we should just shout out to that again. Yeah, we, we may yeah, discuss that yeah. while we're on hiatus, because we're going to have some time off. It's, yeah, I think we should. It is... It's superlative. Yeah. It... And, it, it we don't deserve to be able to talk about that show, but we're going <laughs> to, you know, we're going to do it anyway. Ouch. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, we will have some time off. But speaking of that, I've alluded to it the, earlier in the show that we've got some plans for covering Crisis. So Crisis airs in two parts. Well, in five parts, but then divided in two parts. <laughs> Boy, is that confusing. <laughs> the first three episodes air in December. The last two air in January. We will be doing a episode covering the first three episodes of Crisis, uh, which air this coming Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So look for an episode. Buckle up, buttercups. Yeah, look for an episode probably around our usual time. And I think we discussed broadcasting it live as well. So keep your eyes open for that. Um, We will have a live stream where people can you know, ask questions and send in their letters live on the air. Uh, Morse code them. What? Uh, telegram. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> We're upgrading to Telegram. Stop. So keep an eye out for that. We'll post it on the uh, the Biff Twitter feed if you are so interested. But yes, we'll cover that. Uh, and then we have a few weeks off. I think we'll probably also take some time off for the holidays. Uh, but we'll also try to cover some other stuff, including possibly Watchmen. And who knows? If we feel super frisky, we could always jump back to Superman too. It's I watched option. both yeah, of the did... movies. You guys, you know, got my notes still someplace. <laughs> yeah, I man, I love those movies. <laughs> I really, really do. Also, uh, when does Watchmen end? There's another three, I think, and maybe another two. Two. I think there's two. It's only it's only like eight. It's nine. Yeah. Nine. It's nine okay. this season. Yeah. Oh, nine. Okay. Yeah. So. Not too but many. Which, that was episode seven, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of catching up to you because I've watched none of it so far. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, on that's on me. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, no, seriously, that's find some time. <laughs> yeah. How, how do I, how do I find like right time? after this podcast? Yeah. Okay. Starting right. now. Uh, all right. That is it for this week. As I said, we'll be back next week. Keep an eye out for our coverage of the beginning of crisis on infinite earths. And uh, then we'll wrap that up along with the end of Arrow in January. Sad. End of an era. End of an arrow. End of an era? Okay, I'm confused. <laughs> uh, that's it for this week. Don't, don't skin the point along. <laughs> I would like to thank the rest of my team. As always, Guy English, thanks for being here. Johnny, you're the best man I ever knew. <laughs> Which isn't the line. Uh, but... I couldn't be bothered to write it down. <laughs> John Maltz, always a pleasure. Here comes the lights. <laughs> Ooh, that's a spiffy uniform. Whoosh. I like it. I like it. Thank you. You look thank great. You, you yeah. look fantastic. It's showing a little too much shoulder, but it's all right. Yeah, it's, it's the look. It's in this year. Uh, thanks, everybody out there, for reading along. Uh, you got a couple uh, weeks before Christmas yet. Still time to buy a t-shirt. Hey. It'll look great on Christmas morning. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Uh, uh, here's a fun thing. What if the anti-monitor appeared on the scene 
And it was just 100% that music. And that, that had been a foreshadowing the entire time. <laughs> uh, that would be pretty good. I was thinking, I forgot to mention it during the episode, that um, the music, there's some music uh, yeah. cues in this episode that oh, are, yeah. that are right. uh, callbacks to season one. Yeah. Which is pretty great. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot, lot up in the air. Uh, I'll probably go watch Flash and uh, then I'll be all caught up. Yeah, I got to catch up on so much stuff. But you got a lot of time. Yeah, you got three days or so, four days. Uh, okay. Yeah, I will say I don't. John, you watched last week's Flash episode. This, yeah, both. I mean, I'm, I'm up to date. All on right, Flash. I haven't seen this week's, but I thought last week's yeah. was really good. Uh, I I've enjoyed this little arc at the beginning of the season because it was nice to have a bad guy that Barry didn't just have to outrun. Yeah, I thought they did some yeah. interesting stuff with it, and yeah, I think blood it. work is a terrible name. It is a terrible, name. especially when he's like super. He's like super into it. He's like they'll feel the wrath of yeah, right. Blood right. Work. He like, really mm, thinks it's the great name. Mm, you should have worked. Is, it he, out is, that is one. he the guy from Heroes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. I saw two or three of them, and I like that guy. I like the way the episode, the yeah, season was going. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, you know what? I stopped. I just stopped caring. I had other shit to do. So. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah. I don't find it terribly compelling, but he's, he's fine and he's better than another speedster. 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 Speedster is what I need. He's a great actor, a great villainous actor that can also play a very, uh, um, likable dude. A likable dude. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you, you empathize with him. Really? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think he makes a good antagonist. I, I um I like the subplot where Iris has been building up her paper and that the fact that they have like three women of color uh like like on yeah. the paper like I don't know they've built they've built out their supporting cast a little more this year and I think that's yeah. been a plus and it just it feels it may not still be the best of the shows but at least it feels like it's not going back to the same last five seasons worth of storylines yes it's still watchable yeah I mean it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I, yeah. I find myself less bored with it than I do with Supergirl, I guess. Yeah, I gave up. I basically gave up on Supergirl. I only like watched. I skimmed through the last episode. This just to is see the mon- uh, if there's monitor stuff. I think this is an interesting question for a future episode, but it's one of those things where it's like, how do you end these things? Right. Like, how do you arrow is going to be the template for like these shows have to wrap up sooner or later. And uh, ostensibly, you'd probably prefer to do it on your own terms than having it done to you. Uh, this yeah. is sort of where I was going with the bundling thing. It's like, because yeah. if, you, if you sell a bundle and the bundle promise is that you will have X number of shows that do Y number of numbers, you can cycle those in and out. But you're so right about, like, those exist on so many different platforms and so many, it's, it's complicated. And yeah, I don't I think there's an answer. Because, like, what, Supergirl's on season five now? Yeah. And flashes on what? Season six. six? Yeah. Man, that is kind of amazing. Yeah. It does not seem that old. No, nope, I mean, it, it does it, not. It's, it's, but like at a certain point, I think there is a, a fair argument that people will grow tired of the formula. So either you need to yeah. find a way to freshen it up or you just need to like say, we're wrapping it. And I think it, I, we come I back honestly to something think else that later. I, I, tend to think that seven is a good number yeah yeah TNG i think did five is yeah. five is probably great just because you know five is probably the best uh, if you like sure. as long as you cut out the bad ones but also if yeah you, but if seven late, seven you still too late for legends but but I mean, yeah i still have, yes. they had them first right but i think you've still got 
a few good enough ideas to fill out another couple of seasons with some more filler. When uh, does Legends start? So January. Legends just oh, so they just appear and yeah, crisis, they're going to be in crisis without yeah. that, and I think without any kind of yeah, I don't think they're which makes sense. That's fine. I think they yeah, count sure. as an episode of Christ. Wait, so, so Supergirl, Batgirl, Supergirl, Batwoman, and uh, Flash before the break, and then Arrow, and I assume Legends. I think technically what happens is Legends is the last episode oh. of Crisis. So that's the first episode. Of the and then they just sort of turf it and say the second episode is really the season premiere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I, I kind of, I you know what? I kind of love, like, landing hard on Legends is like, yeah, that's fine. That's Everyone's going to be okay sure. with that. That show's so it's weird gonna, anyway. I mean, it's it, and these these episodes are rarely like really indicative of the show itself. No, no, no. But I mean, I agree completely. But uh, the fact that you're landing well on what I think is the best show that they're putting out yeah, these current, days current, is like sure. I like it. It's like landing on the good yeah. foot, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's a weird good foot, but hey, whatever. That's cool. <laughs> Maybe everything going forward is a little bit more weird. That's fine. That would be fine. That would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. What you want. Okay. And anyway, we accidentally did like an after show. So Yep. Yeah. 